Uh, I'm also the least romantic person on the face of the planet, so that might be part of my problem. Mm, you could tie with my husband. But anyway, Casey's a romantic, so good for you guys. Has he ever bought you flowers? Yes. Then he's ahead of me. You never bought your wife flowers? What in the actual fuck is wrong with you? No, Unless I buy she... her nerdy shit that she likes instead. Okay, well then that's fine, as long as she likes it. Okay, I got all y'all beat because in the last 30 days I bought an Echo flowers three times. Thank you very much. Wow. Oh God, I'm gonna. Uh, okay, so Killer, can we start doing branded motion sickness bags for these? <laughs> yes. Today's motion sickness bag is brought to you by One Eight Hundred Flowers. you know that a a a group of karens is called an hoa (laughs) i fucking refuse to live anywhere that has an hoa hey you know it it has its ups and downs but if that's not the truest thing i've ever heard in my life yes yes i do yes i do it's a yeah Uh yeah well it keeps everybody from painting their house purple but it also means people are just stalking by your house looking for infractions and they don't even get paid they are volunteers they're like those people that volunteer to be a hall monitor in middle school in fact i bet that's who those people are anyway what do you like the creepy chicken nightmare on elm street no running in the hall exactly <laughs> well that hall monitor might actually scare me though anyway before the people think that somehow this got edited wrong and they just got dropped in the middle of an episode. <laughs> Hello, people. Right. Welcome back to the SIP list. Um, this is not an error. Your phone is not malfunctioning on you. We just like to talk so much that I don't even get to introduce myself first. And that's okay. Uh, I'm Amanda, your hostess, and this is the podcast where we drink wine or whatever and count down our top five favorites of all the things. Yay and cheers. Uh, whatever uh, you know i i <laughs> say wine because that's my you know it's it's part of my shtick i gotta like you know it's the the sip list with a wine glass but people can drink whatever they want i mean tim drinks tea when he comes on my show so you know it's fine casey drinks other things oh <laughs> yeah like mama mango it's all right better, well, it's better than freaking boom farm very true so, very true so which flavor of uh of Mad Dog 2020, are you drinking tonight, <laughs> Casey? I have an Arrowhead bottle of water in front of me. Are you hmm. kidding me? That was the sound of me pouring more nope, wine because you're late. Here right now, uh, Chris, do you want to tell him or should I? No, no, by all means, babe, your show. Um, Casey, don't ever say that to me again. You live band. in the Pacific Northwest. Us here in Oklahoma and Texas have no fucks to give about how hot you think it is in Washington. It's 100 degrees down here. In the shade. In the shade. Says the lady who... I think what he's saying is it's so hot up there that another basketball team just moved. (laughs) I should have had an over-under bet on how long it was going to take for that to come up. Yeah, you'd have to have done it without us because... um, 
I don't, I don't know how you would have injured that that betting pool in without one of us trying to uh, win, yeah. as it were. So, uh, for those who don't know, if you don't listen all the time, I'm joined by Casey and Chris, who are regulars on the show at this point. So, hopefully, you guys already know them, but just in case, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. I'm glad, happy to be here. Casey? Back for the first time in a long time. Well, oh, I know. Say, I'm back for the first time since I epically whipped your ass. Okay, you won the poll. If you actually scored the debate, <laughs> you got your shit pushed at about three minutes in. Thank you, Chris. Well, yeah, that potato, too. Potato, potato. I mean, I, 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 I realize that you won the popular vote, but uh, if you actually scored the debate, as much as it pains me to say this, Amanda won. You admitted it. I mean, you full on went oh, bitch I, mode and admitted it in the debate. <laughs> girls, on, girls, you're both pretty. So, anyways, Casey, did your copy of Billy Summers yes. come today? I'm not speaking to anybody about that right now. Oh, was this supposed to come today, or no, it, it'll be, it's tomorrow? It was supposed. To, it was supposed to come yesterday, right? And um, I did not because I'm an idiot, realize that when you pre-order through Amazon, they don't take the money off of your... I use my stimulus. Oh, that's right. That I got in the mail. Yeah. They don't charge and you until they ship it. I didn't realize that they don't take... Yeah. So my debit card had been wiped clean, so I did not have the $20 for it to be shipped on Sunday so that it would be here on Tuesday. So I had to reorder it on Monday night. And that evidently was not enough time for it to get here by Tuesday. So, oh, okay. I'm it sorry. Will be here after I get off work tomorrow. All right. Well, I'm two chapters in, which is not much, but I'm digging it so far. Um, like I kind of said before, I'm definitely already getting gross point blank vibes from it. So I think it's going to be good. Uh, Billy Summers is the new Stephen King book was, for people who don't know. I read the plot description online when I pre ordered it. And yeah, that was. A definite vibe I got from what I read. Yeah, it was the first thing that popped into my head. So now I'm actually picturing John Cusack while I'm reading the character. <laughs> All right. Well, we know what Lamo is drinking. Uh, Chris, what are you drinking? Hey uh, I mean, it's really, really hot outside. So uh, I decided to have a Cabin Boys Brewery Bearded Theologian, which is a Ooh. Belgian style quad dunkle. What the hell is a quad dunkle? Oh, sorry, just a quad, not a quad dunkle. Uh, it's just a, a blended beer. Um, here, I'll, I will read the official description okay. on the website. Uh, while this beer is heavy on your palate, it will enlighten your mind. This quadruple ale has deep aromas and flavors of raisins and caramel stemming from the malt. It has hints of cinnamon and spices that pair perfectly with a pipe and a good book. Bring huh. your own beard. Bearded theologian? Is that what you said? Yes. Interesting. I'm picturing like a, um, um, what the crap is that guy's name? Okay, never mind. I had a good comment for that guy. too. I forgot his name. Oh, no. Well, maybe maybe like a Yeti version of the Dos Equis guy. Well, all right. Uh, so as I mentioned on the last episode. Can I ask I, a favor? Oh, yes. Um, before we get started, I would like to say one thing. Okay. And I know I'm. I know I'm going to get shit for this and I'm going to get ridiculed, but 
I would like to say happy one month anniversary to my awesome girlfriend, Echo. Well, you're not going to get shit from us one on month. it. Uh, congratulations, brother. Happy for you. And, Officially, uh, congratulations. Woman. I'm happy for you. But also, what are you, 12? <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey. Congrats to you and Echo. Have you and... not seen our... Yeah. You guys Facebook every single second of your relationship. It's impossible to miss. <laughs> it's an overload of cuteness. Anybody else creeped out by people who are who are married or in a long term relationship that are, are that feel obligated to comment on each other's posts like they're having a conversation? Yeah, like, I thought I, you were going to say something else, but yes, I know what you mean. No, no, like um, I'm not going to name names, but my brother, uh, <laughs> he and his wife uh, are just disgustingly. Oh, <clears throat> honey, that was so great of you on fucking every post, like. <laughs> Do you all not talk to each other, or are you just on the other end of the couch with each other fucking posting on Facebook? I call that performative marriaging or relationshiping, yeah, whatever I'm, verb you want to use. Well, we can't really say too much. We can't say too much because Casey is very um, Casey's very lovey-dovey with the girlfriend on Facebook, so I, we will not make fun of that. Well, they're also at 30 days, so That's you true. know it'll wear off. Sorry, that anything for you, baby, no matter what, baby, will wear off the first time she screams at you for not cleaning the toilet or something <laughs> great uh, i'm also the least romantic person on the face of the planet so that might be part of my problem mm, you could tie with my husband but anyway casey's a romantic so good for you guys has he ever bought you flowers yes then he's ahead of me you never bought your wife flowers what in the actual fuck is wrong with you no Unless i buy she... her nerdy shit that she likes instead okay well then that's fine as long as she likes it okay I got all y'all beat because in the last 30 days, I've bought an Echo flowers three times. Thank you very much. Wow. Oh, God. I'm not. I... Okay. So, Killer, can he... we start doing branded motion sickness bags for these? <laughs> yes. Today's motion sickness bag is brought to you by 1 800 Flowers. FTD, so you have to barf with an aroma. <laughs> yes. Here, here's the deal about flowers, guys, and this could be different for every woman, but this is just my personal opinion. I think any woman who says she doesn't like flowers is a fucking liar. Maybe they don't want you to spend the money on it, like for real. So if they really feel that way, that's cool. But they're like, oh, they die. You know, you can't keep it forever. I do not care. I know they're going to die. I still want the freaking flowers. So but that's it. <laughs> I mean, it's excuse me uh sorry i'm allergic to bullshit good uh-huh and i'm allergic to assholes but here we are that's anyway. why we're three and a half hours apart uh-huh so let's move on to what i'm drinking because i'm the host here i gotta rein this shit in i did start to say it actually i think yes okay so as chris and i talked about i said i would try the snoop cali rose 19 crimes and yeah i mean Again, the 19 Crimes labels, the whole thing is just super cool. The wine's really good too, but honestly, I just, so the Snoop thing isn't really part of it. I don't, I guess they just partnered with him, but all the rest of them, the 19 Crimes are actual crimes that these people did. And then they all got like extradited to Australia or yeah, Australia or Austria. Anyway, so each label is a different person and you get to hear them tell you what crime they committed and what happened and blah, blah, blah. But I was really hoping that Snoop Dogg was going to break out with like murder was the case, but it didn't happen. I was kind of disappointed. 
But anyway, the labels are cool. I posted a video on all the socials. So if you want to see, if you haven't seen what 19 Crimes labels do and you want to see it, then check that out. The rosé is really good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of rosé, like I said, unless it's sparkling. But yeah, I like it. I mean, it's floral and and sweet and has all the berry flavors. And it's not too heavy, which, you know, some rosés feel like they're, I think the cheaper rosés too, they feel like they're really, what's the word? Not tart, but like, I can't think of the word. This one's smooth. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. There's a baby behind. Exactly. All right. Are you guys ready for some Mad Libs? Oh, we're starting with that. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Casey, well, I did the last one. So if you want to do all of this one, uh, I, I will just sit back and, and enjoy the show. You don't want to go back and forth? Or we can go back and forth. That's okay, too. I'm just throwing out the offer. I'll participate too. That way, I think it'd be more interesting going back and forth. Agree. All right. So this one is called movie quotes number two. Don't know what that means, but we're going to find out. <laughs> it's the sequel. It's the sequel. <laughs> Casey, would you like to start with a verb? I would love to. A verb. Yes, it's an action word. Ha 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 ha. Did you say drink drinking? Okay. Chris, a verb. Plow. <laughs> Plural noun for me. I am going to say tatas. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Casey, plural noun. Booties. Nice. Oh no. Okay. These next two could be really good. Chris, a liquid. Gasoline. Mm. Okay. For me, a body part. I'm gonna say belly button. Okay, Casey, occupation. Hooker. Chris, plural noun. Because evidently everybody else wants to go PG-13 with this. <laughs> plural noun. Well, I could go back and change body part to clitoris if you really want me to. Yeah, but who can find it? Um, <laughs> My husband can. Boom, roasted. Anyway, oh, plural yeah, noun. That you told me. Uh, fuckers. <laughs> fuckers, fuckers, fuckers. Okay. Plural noun for me, martinis. Casey, a verb. Kissing. Okay. Chris, uh, oh wait, this is for me. Body part, plural, labia. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Just snatched that one out of the air. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Uh, Chris, a verb. Grew. Okay. Casey. An exclamation. Eureka! <laughs> okay. Uh, a verb. Hmm. Swallow. Chris, a noun. Throat. Nice. And finally, Casey, a verb ending in S. Sucks. Okay. And now that we've used two of them, we're no longer PG-13. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> okay. Movie quotes. You drinking for me, you get to plow the English. Yes, I've heard. Kills tatas by the hundreds. And if he was here, he'd consume the English with booties from his eyes and bolts of gasoline from his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> can can we please start a band and name it bolts of gasoline from the belly button <laughs> okay. all right all right i am a hooker i haven't got the luxury of fuckers Ooh, i haven't got the luxury of fuckers that's actually a good one i might write that down I have long feared that my, my martinis would return to haunt me and the cost would be more than I could kiss. Kissing. I'm going to say kiss. Love. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> I don't think I can read this. You do. <laughs> Love gives you labia. It makes you screw. <laughs> I don't even call it love. I call it Eureka. When you're in love, you'll swallow right from the top of the throat and you won't care. Screaming Eureka the whole way down. Oh, God. I love her so bad. Whoa, she sucks me. I'd die for her. Oh, this is from Braveheart. Yeah. Okay. Woo. Love Where else would you experience gasoline from the belly button? <laughs> when you're in love, you'll swallow right from the top. That's, I mean, pretty true. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to start from the top and work your way down. Yeah. Oh, no. <sighs> I haven't got the luxury of fuckers. That is my new quote for any time I don't want to deal with somebody. That's the new by Felicia. Yeah, but you can't use it at work. That's true. Well, I'll just use it everywhere else. So yeah. All right. That was fun. That was a good one. I wish I would have I wish I would have read to the bottom first to see it was like Mel Gibson from Braveheart. I would have tried to read it in an accent, but I don't think it would have worked. They may take yeah, our probably lives, not. but they'll never take our freedom. All right. I am gonna pour myself some more wine and then let's get to our list, shall we? Because we haven't even really started the fun part yet. All right, guys, so we are counting down our top five favorite guilty pleasure movies. So this is a pretty broad category. Um, So we did kind of put some qualifications so that we could say, you know, well, what makes it a guilty pleasure? So Casey and I talked about a few and then Chris and I talked. And so I added one. So basically these are. Your movie has to meet at least one of these four qualities, qualifications. And if you want to tell us which one it is, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, But basically, it flopped at the box office, meaning it didn't make as much money as it took to make the movie. It lost money. Two, it has less than 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Three, it's the general consensus of the public is that it's a shit movie. Or four, it's a movie that whenever it comes on, you immediately leave it on that channel and have to watch it. The only problem with that category is that a lot of good movies fit that category, but I think that we will all handle that appropriately. So who wants to go first with their number five? Oh, wait, predictions. Damn it. Casey, how many How many do you think we'll all have in common? Or what do you think? All of us? Well, um, I would say you and me and then I you say, and Chris, but yeah. Uh well, you and I definitely one, possibly two, probably zero for me and Chris. 
Yeah, I, I think that's where I'm going to land. Uh, one in common with you, Amanda, in, in Casey, probably none in common with you. Uh, uh, maybe one of our, our honorable mentions hits the other one's top five, but uh, I, I think we have slightly different taste in movies, so we might we might oh, not converge anywhere. Gotcha. If we uh, want to include honorable mentions in this, then <laughs> yeah, there's probably going to be several for each of us. Well, we your list has 70 movies on it. You're bound to have one in common. I think, so Chris, I honestly have no clue where you're going to go with this. So I am going to say one and Casey, I'm going to say two. All right. Casey, you want to go first with your number five? Uh, Yeah, I can. And all I have to say about the name of this movie is, Amanda, what is Rachel Green's favorite movie? (laughs) Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. (laughs) Boom. I love Weekend at Bernie's. It, it's a classic. Uh, I know, God, right? I haven't seen that forever. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You know what, Chris? You should have corrected me. It wasn't, the number four isn't what, uh, if it comes on, you have to watch it. It's the movie didn't age well. Well, I know we talked about one when we recorded the last episode and then we talked about the other one today so kind of like a four and a five or a okay, four and a four fine, a yeah. or, or, or whatever because for me weekend and bernie weekend at bernie's fits the didn't age well only because you couldn't get away with that plot line now probably i just oh God, and the costumes are so horribly <laughs> horribly 80s and I, and I love it right yeah uh but yeah if if you tried to do that now they'd be like why isn't he a zombie which is the horrible plot of, of the second movie uh and, and wondering why we're defacing this poor dead guy. Exactly. Uh, so Casey, culture for the dead guy. Right. Why did you choose Weekend at Bernie's? For one, I don't care how many times I've seen this movie. If ever I'm flipping through the channels, like we said, and I see it's on, I'm stopping and watching it. Same. I love this movie. It friggin' makes me laugh. 50 thousand times after seeing it and i'm still (laughs) laughing every time somebody gets kicked in the nuts or some idiot freaking drunk fool comes walking through bernie's house and thinks he's freaking awake or alive and just passed out drunk but he's actually legitimately dead (laughs) yeah it's It's kind of like a movie that you don't have to mentally engage with to be able to enjoy it's like Very the slapstick true. sixth sense i just realized that <laughs> it's like if you took the part from clue where they're making the dead bodies do stuff and made a whole movie out of it like that's what it is <laughs> mm-hmm. no uh, i not only did they make a whole movie out of it they made a whole franchise out of it because there's two movies uh full disclosure i have never seen weekend at bernie's 2 uh i saw it once when it first came out on on Beta Max. Um, <laughs> well. you, didn't, you didn't miss a damn thing. It's um, I've seen better uh, George Romero zombie movies than that one. Hey, Night of the Living Dead is a good movie. Yeah, if you want to see a movie where they spend twelve dollars, fine. Twelve dollars back then was like fifty thousand dollars today, though. <laughs> yes, but they spent that version of twelve dollars. Oh, I and see nine of it was on the script. Okay, but back then it was scary. Of course, it's not scary now. Nothing no, scares it's, it's anybody a classic, anymore. Right, but <laughs> would, 
That movie scared George the shit Romero, out of me. <laughs> George Romero didn't translate well to to color and better definition because True. it caught up no. with him. Uh, as a storyteller, the man is you know, it was uh, uh, amazing. Great. Yeah. Uh, but in fact, I'm going to shut up now because he was involved in my number five. Uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to ruin everything. Okay. Good to do. All right, Casey. Good choice. I actually had Weekend at Bernie's on my long list at first, but I just couldn't. For me, I guess I couldn't consider it to be a bad movie, so I didn't want to put it on the list. But I see where it does fall on the list. So, good choice. Good choice. Well, like I said, when I look because I I didn't do my list by memory. I actually went through and pulled up different lists and polls and analyzed what met the criteria for what we were doing. And it had a 54% Rotten Tomatoes rating. I mean, to me, that classifies as um, being a guilty pleasure. Yeah, for sure. And it didn't necessarily make bank at the box office either. Right. All right, Chris, what's your number five? Uh, so I, I'm going to be honest, all of my movies, but one are from the same era and all within a few years of each other. So that, I don't okay. know what that says about me. Uh, but from 1980, the star studded sci-fi movie, uh, Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh, I do not know this one. Oh, so, uh, George Romero produced and at the time was the biggest budget movie he'd ever done. Um, <laughs> and this was writing on, on Star Wars coattails. Uh, mm. so he got some studio to give him a couple hundred grand it, it got a star-studded cast for it. it's got Richard Vaughn it's got George Pappard pre-A-team uh, it's got Richard Thomas also known as John Boy of the Waltons fame nice um, the effects are horrible <laughs> uh, the acting is worse uh, George Romero used these spaceship scenes in like four additional movies that got progressively worse uh, oh no <laughs> The main good guy ship looks like it's got saggy titties. <laughs> uh, it actually made a lot of money globally because it was riding the Star Wars craze. Uh, but it's got a 45% tomato meter and a 42% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Uh, and this movie is, it's wonderful. I mean, it's so cheesy. <laughs> it's horrible. It's like 50 sci-fi with a better budget and better effects. Oh, I might um, check that out. Yeah, it, it's quite enjoyable. Um, but if you're looking for high cinematic quality and character development and any <laughs> hint of a plot beyond <laughs> there's good guys and bad guys, you're watching the wrong fucking movie. But I enjoy the shit out of this. All right. Casey, have you seen that one? I have not, but I'm probably going to look into trying to see if I can find it. Heck yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking, sorry, sorry, not Romero, Roger Corman who was also the king of... Oh, okay. Uh, but Roger Corman, who was also the king of cheap, oh my God, why movies. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So my number five is actually a series of films. And um, please don't make fun of me. Nobody's allowed to make fun of anybody for any of their choices. I should have prefaced that at the beginning. You get one jab and that's it. The lowest, my series includes four films. The lowest Rotten Tomatoes score being... 25% and the highest being 49 and it is the Twilight Whatever. series I know it's stupid I know it's ridiculous 
The movies are really good. When you get to, or not the movies, the books are really good. The movies get better. The first movie was terrible, but I still, if it's on, I can't turn it off. I think as they made more money, the movies, like the effects and everything got a lot better. But I know it's, you know, a, a human getting impregnated by a vampire, like, come on, that can't happen. But also it's fantasy. So whatever. I love them. I watch them anytime they're on and I don't care what anybody thinks. Cheers. I said you get one. Come on. You know, I've never seen any of them or or read any of the books because um, I have taste and uh, saw a grown female naked before I was 20. Mm. Uh, so I, I really can't comment on those. Uh, but I will say my life is better for it, I'm sure. You're probably right. Um, and I also, you know, I love the scenery. I mean, like, you know, Casey, you live up there. You kind of know it's just so beautiful, you know. And I could imagine vampires living in, like, the Pacific Northwest and the mountains and all the trees. And I don't know. It, it's but absurd. No, I know it is, but <laughs> I don't care. It's it's like monotone Kristen Stewart says in the beginning of the movie about the whole there's no sunlight up here, blah, 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 but we're like three days out of the freaking year. That's not really true. It's not that bad. Yeah. No, I'm sitting here looking out my window right now and there's perfectly blue skies outside. I fully admit people have a miss. Kristen Stewart is the worst. The Northwest. My, my wine glass has more emotional range than Kristen Stewart does. Like, she's awful but everybody else is so good and what's his name billy what's his name that plays charlie i love him and i just you know i know it's it's youth fiction like i get it it's not for everybody and it's really cheesy but any of the twilight movies are definitely movies that if they're on i'm gonna watch them so there you go and if somebody has a less than 25 percent on rotten tomatoes oh wait never mind I have three that are less than that, but never mind. <laughs> I was like, ooh, you're going to win. Nope. I was going to say, I know of at least three on my list that are less than 25%. My, low, that low. my lowest is 14%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I think I've got you beat on that one, too. Okay. Did you just go for shitty movies you like? It's not a shitty movie. Maybe. It's an amazing Don't movie. Judge. And yes, I like it. You're Sorry. not going to. Actually, Chris, you might. This might actually be one you like, but we'll see. All right. Number four, Casey, are we ready for your musical interlude? Um, Should we play our, play the music at the same time since I think I know what it is? Yep. Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween, silver shamrock. Happy, happy Halloween, silver shamrock. Chris, do you know this one? I do not. Oh. Casey, go Blasphemy. ahead. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Yes. Well, I'm not going to say the name of the movie. I'm going to say the subtitle. No, the you have to say the whole say name. No, it, no, we had this discussion earlier. It is not a Halloween movie. It is. It's not a Michael okay, Myers Halloween. movie. Oh, God, I'm completely lost. Just okay. say the damn the movie. movie Halloween three season Halloween of the witch. The curse or the season of the we had season of the witch. It is not okay. a Michael Myers movie. It's a Halloween movie. 
So. Yes, I mean, and the first one's not really a. I'm sorry, not I'm just looking, I was thinking Nightmare. No, not I was thinking. Um, oh, Jason, Friday the Thirteenth. There we go. Never mind. Okay. I don't if watch you, horror movies. If you insult the original Halloween, I will no, kick I, you out I, of this thing right now. I, I don't <laughs> watch horror movies. Okay. Well, Halloween three is honestly more of a sci-fi movie to me. I mean, I guess because it does have some like murders, you know, flesh-eating masks. Yeah, flesh-eating masks. But to me, that's still it's more sci-fi. But I don't know. I don't think you understand how oh. sci-fi works. Well, okay, it it has some sci-fi. So, in the beginning, John Carpenter had thought that Halloween might be an anthology series. So that's how Halloween 3 came about. And they totally went in a different way. Michael Myers wasn't in it, even though they broke the fourth wall with the whole showing Halloween in the Halloween 3 movie, which I think is cool. But anyway, this movie, yeah, it gets some shit. (laughs) People are polarized on this movie. Yeah. Well, like we were saying earlier when we discussed this, because there was speculation that you knew what mine was going to be. And let's be honest, both of us knew this was going to be on both of our lists. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, this I is mean, my number one. If so. you know us, you know what we like watching. You're going to know it had to be there. But yeah, I mean, you have the whole idea that I think the idea, the concept for the whole movie was jumping the gun with the whole anthology story and i don't think america was ready for that when right you've got like friday the 13th that you know with the exception of spoiler alert jason's mom being the killer in the first movie and then it moving on to jason it it the whole story is about jason from you know part two on through freddy versus jason you know eventually down the road you know Nightmare on Elm Street was literally all about Freddy. Yeah, everybody else yeah, stuck with their Halloween, original bad guy, and Halloween went a different direction. And I'm not trying to fault the producers for it, but I I just don't think America was necessarily ready for that concept, but I think they were trying to be groundbreaking with their idea of doing it. So, well, you know. it, it seems like it's anti- I mean, to me, it has a really good message about capitalism. I mean, it's definitely anti-capitalism and anti-kids and even anti-Irish. Like, (laughs) Right. So, Chris, basically, just for the people who don't know and, you know, whatever, people have to make their own decisions about Halloween 3. The only thing I will say is you have to remind yourself it is not about Michael Myers and consider it a separate movie on its own that has nothing to do with the rest of the franchise. But it's basically about this company, Silver Shamrock, and they make these Halloween masks. And in the beginning, this guy gets killed and he gets brought to the ER and this doctor treats him. And then the dead guy's daughter comes and her and the doctor realize there's fuckery afoot. So (laughs) they decide they're going to go, you know, investigate what's going on and come to find out the CEO of Silver Shamrock is planning on killing all the children in America on Halloween night with these flesh eating spider snake filled Halloween masks. So then they've got to stop them. But it does have a good underlying message about capitalism and, you know, whatever. I, it's it's a treasure. It's a gem. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> if I consider this to be part of the Halloween franchise, that's where I have my problem. 
Right. And if I can, if I consider it just a, its own separate entity, uh, AKA season of the witch, not right. Halloween three, then it's not a bad movie. I just, my problem with it comes from lumping it into the Halloween franchise, which I don't think it fits into the franchise. Well, well, that's why you have to say it's not a Michael Myers movie. It's that's how I differentiate it. It's a Halloween movie. It's not a Michael Myers movie. But anyway, well, there's a lot of Michael Myers movies in that franchise that don't make a whole lot of sense either. Yeah, no shit. Don't even get me started. Halloween three is nowhere near the worst of them, but I'm on this Halloween group on Facebook and I'm about to get out of it. So like how Tim and Dewey talk about the Stephen King groups, this Halloween group is fucking toxic. Like if anybody asks a question that everybody else thinks they should know, it's like, oh my God, have you ever watched the movies? What are you, an idiot? Or like if somebody says Halloween three is amazing. They're like, you're stupid. And Rob Zombie's Halloween sucks. Oh, you're an asshole. Like it's just terrible. People are allowed to like what they like. Rob Zombie's first movie doesn't suck. Rob Zombie's second movie sucks balls. Yeah, it does. So, Chris, have you not even watched the Rob Zombie Halloweens? I thought you might since, because you like Rob Zombie, right? Uh, No, I have not watched any of the Halloweens. Um, I I don't really do horror movies for for the simple fact of of most of them devolve into slasher flicks. Yeah. Um, And so you either get uh, a morality tale, uh, which I don't really give two shits about, <laughs> or uh, wow, the big titty girlfriend's gonna die, and now yeah. the black guy. I mean, I, I love Scream for the fact that it makes fun of itself, right? That's yeah, really I love or air quote movie uh, series I can do, or they become how much blood can we splash on the screen to hide the fact that this movie is actually shit. Okay, so I'm gonna challenge you to watch Halloween three through the eyes of the '80s. And report back to me. Okay. I if you I wouldn't tell you to watch it if if you hate horror movies if I didn't think that it might interest you a little bit. It's really well, cheesy, but it's not a slasher. I mean, people get killed in it, but yeah. And we're not trying to say it's going to obviously evolve into your top ten list of greatest movies of all time. Because oh hell no, because <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's no. not. No. But no, it's not even in my top 100 movies of all time. No, probably but, not. Yeah, I, but guilty pleasures, yeah. I Hor- think horror number one, yeah. So, for me, yeah. it's worth watching just for Tom. If Atkins. anybody has Tom Atkins is so fucking sexy. Like for 70s, 80s, Tom Atkins. I, there's this meme that's always going around on the Halloween page. It's like it says, "If you hate Halloween three, it's because Tom Atkins fucked your mom." <laughs> wow. Okay then. Because he, he was like a, a sex symbol back in the day. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Well, I won't talk about it again since we just did a lengthy conversation about it, but that was my number one choice. So, there you go. Chris, what's your number four? Okay. So, my number four, and I think this is I'm where... I'm mildly we... offended. Why? What'd I do? Because that's not what I thought was going to be your number one. Oh, well. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Chris is it's, next. It's my number two. We'll get Go to ahead, we'll get to what I thought was going to be your number one shortly. Okay. So, so here's where I think we we might we might intersect, uh, Amanda. Okay. Uh, 1985, the greatest board game movie ever, Clue. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh my God. Do you have it, Casey? We actually did have one in common. Outstanding. 
you guys, I didn't put this on my list. I couldn't. Clue is a guilty pleasure of mine, but I also consider it to be one of the greatest movies of all time. So I wasn't going to call it a shit movie. But, but no, I know it's, you, not, no, no, it's no. not a shit movie, but it, no, no, it, it no, I know. Funny, right? I, yeah. No, I'm it hasn't you. aged well. Um, it the, lost $400,000 yeah. at the box office. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I totally understand it. I'm with you. I just didn't put it on my list because I think it's too good of a movie. But I, yes, I completely it, understand. And I think it's one of those movies that that present company excluded that if it doesn't fit your sense of humor, you're not going to like it. Absolutely. It's it's very dry. It's very rapid fire. It's yes. very. I'm sorry. What did you say? Right. Um. And, and the because I didn't get to watch it in theater. Right. I only watched it on on video as a kid. And right. I didn't I didn't understand back then. Because I didn't tell you back then. But depending on what theater you were in, what ending you got. Is that, that not the coolest thing with ever? The audience. It's amazing. It's like a choose your own adventure, but on right. the movies. Right. So people will talk about it. We went to different theaters. Well, such and such did it. No, such and such did it. Um, no, no, really. <laughs> and, and then also, um, I don't know if either of you are, are fans of the, of the genius that is Psych, um, but the Clue episode that they did where they got most of the cast back is fucking amazing i've seen that yeah it's really good clue it definitely goes down as one of easily in my top 10 favorite movies of all time maybe even in my top five and the thing about it is that you can watch i seriously probably watched it 15 times before i picked up on all the jokes like i'm pretty sure there's jokes i still haven't caught probably i caught one like six months ago that i had never heard before I can't remember who I was talking to it about, but I was like, how did I miss that? All these times of watching it and I never caught that. It's just, it's the genius of it. Well, it's like, I come back to the whole, it came out when I was, what, eight years old? Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm not going to get every one of the jokes because well, right. not all of them are. Uh, well, and, and some you know, of those jokes are so genuinely written that a, a kid gets it at one level and an adult gets it at another level. Right. And, and as you age mm-hmm. with the movie, you're like, Oh my God, I've been laughing at this for the wrong reason. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, like the, the one that I just picked up on, however, I mean, sometime earlier this year was when they um when they all come back to the the study or whatever and Mr. Body's gone, and they're like, We should have made sure he was dead. And somebody was like, How? And then Mrs. Peacock goes by cutting his head off, I suppose. She said that was uncalled for. Somehow I just never heard that because I was paying so much attention to the other people right? that it was just so subtle. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. I heard it and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's so rapid fire. And there's so many beautiful deadpan moments shared around the cast. Right. Yeah. And it's not just one per, uh, Mrs. Peacock is deadpan or, or, or the Butler is deadpan. It's just, everybody has those moments of just deadpan comedy. And you're like, what? Oh, oh, that, oh, that's, oh that's great. Um, yeah, they're all genius. Like, oh man! Yeah, it's yeah. George and I saw it in the theater uh, right before COVID happened last year, like in like February or March of last year. Um, Alamo Drafthouse showed it, and they did a party where you got like so they nice. they used to do these things where you get mm. like so they had clue themed drinks, and then you got props like foam wrenches and candlesticks and whatever. And you're supposed to like hit your partner whenever somebody did it on the screen, and then they had little um little what are those guns that have the poppers in them that smell like smoke but it's not cap really guns yeah cap guns and so you're supposed to shoot cap those guns. whenever they shot a gun and it, it was fun it was a lot of fun 
Um, so, so uh, I, I met my wife. I met Cassandra when we worked together uh, for our previous employer, and and we were out uh, on a project <coughs> in in lovely North Carolina. Uh, and I made the one plus one plus two plus one <laughs> joke, and she looked at me, and that's when she knew, okay, I can be friends <laughs> with this guy because he just made a joke nobody else would get. That's when she knew you were her lobster. Yes, I love. Well, that. I, I don't know. I know that, that took a while to, to to get to that point, but yeah, I, that's how we do. At least we could hang out together. Yeah, uh, because we we both had a love for for movies and for uh, communicating completely and in pop culture references. Oh yeah, George and I communicate in clue code quotes so much. Like just, <laughs> I'll just I randomly... can't wait to hang out with you two. It's gonna be amazing. Yes, I know. <laughs> I I'll just randomly be like. Why would he want to kill you in public? <laughs> like, oh just God, we use that one all the time. <laughs> I think she meant when he threatened in public to kill her. Oh, right. I mean, anytime <laughs> somebody throws out a sentence that you could do that too, I, I completely yes. go clue on it. And oh, it's great. Yeah, <sighs> did, people did that you, don't get it. I know. I feel sad for them. Like Jennifer Higgins, we're talking to you, Casey. Why are we friends with Bingo. her? <laughs> no, Wait, I'm kidding. Dan, I love this you. Movie? No, she doesn't like it because. I think it's because of Steven. He's going to stick up his ass. (laughs) Just kidding, Steven. I love you. Happy birthday. I'm friends with Jennifer Higgins because she is graciously coming on early next month on an evening at the movies to do my cry fest opening to Stephen King birthday bonanza month with me. And we're going to do the green mile. So Jennifer Higgins is a kick-ass human being. We love you, but also can you like clue a little bit more just for me please (laughs) yes chris did you listen to my clue episode with my friend amber no no i need to go back and listen to that one yeah we did a whole our top five favorite moments from clue so oh god i don't know if i could get that down to five that must have been rough it was (laughs) what was my answer to that question (laughs) casey's was uh two beginning scene to the ending scene (laughs) right right i i don't know i mean flames in the front of my face, it's got to be somewhere in the top two. Breathing, heaving, heaving breaths. God, Madeline Kahn is amazing. Oh, she's so great in that movie. Okay, uh, so so real quick, what, uh, Chris, What which of the endings is your favorite? Like, if you had to pick one ending, which one would you have liked the best? Uh, the, the one where the, the allegedly gay FBI guy mm-hmm. busted out and he's like, and I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. And <laughs> yes. he complete and total radio voice like, and this is gonna happen. We're fucking yes, yes. <laughs> I love when he's like, "I'm a plant." I thought guys like you were usually called a fruit. <laughs> fruit, right? Casey, what about you? I would say probably that one as well, just because. I mean, I get the whole idea. Okay, well, everybody freaking did it. Blah 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 blah. Okay, fine, whatever. I mean, at least then you're not dumping it all on one character you're not dumping it all on miss scarlet you're not dumping it all on miss peacock it's like everybody had a hand in the mayhem that ensued from opening credits to closing credits suck it up but yeah yeah, i I think script wise that's the best ending even like chris said the whole ending with the i'm gonna go home and have sex with my wife and it's like it's almost the perfect ending to the movie because it's not something that you're going to see coming because you're led to believe for what an hour and a half that Mr. Green is gay. <laughs> yeah. So I I agree. I think that that's the best. The 
that's the best one, like, you know, script wise, but I think it's a little too easy. I think my, if I had to pick one, it would be Miss Scarlet doing it because in my opinion, although they're all amazing, I think she is the most savvy and smartest person in that house. And I could totally see her being the one doing it. She's like a female mob boss. Exactly. Yeah. Good one. Mm-hmm. Yay, Clue! Yeah, you got to be smart to do that. <laughs> and uh, and savvy. Well, technically, I'm, technically I'm an escort, but stripping is a great way to meet the clients. Savvy. It's from The Hangover. Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right, so my number four... Um, since we're only on number four, we're going to move this along. No, you guys aren't going to have this and you're probably going to make fun of me too, but I don't care. I'm going to play a clip from it and I don't I even know. I still have my one. One what? No, no, no. It's not one for the whole episode. I didn't she... my cheap shot for Twilight, so. It's one per choice. I'll give it to you. Shot. Okay, I was about to say, if not, I'm going to rage quit. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to play this clip and you guys tell me if you know this movie. I seriously doubt either one of you will know it. You think you're crazy? I'll show you crazy. Just try me, bitch. Anybody? Nope. Uh, I think the late the ladies are gonna know this one. The guys are not gonna not gonna care. But this is the 2009 Idris Ilba and Beyonce gem obsessed. It is awful. It is so awful. But I can't look away from it. It's just it. It's it's basically a lifetime movie, but with a little bit bigger stars, so it got put in the theaters. Um, Idris Elba, Beyonce, and Ali Larder, and basically Ali Larder is the crazy girl who falls in love with her boss Idris Elba and is obsessed with him and will stop at nothing to have him, and it's all very crazy. And 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 so yeah, that part is Beyonce calling her up and being like, "You think I'm crazy? I'll show you crazy." <laughs> So, yeah. Is there anybody who doesn't want to have sex with Idris Elba? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I mean, I think my dog wants to have sex with Idris Elba. Really? Really? Because, so, I mean, even when he talks in his regular accent, I mean, whew, man, I'm getting hot just thinking about it. Anyway. Have you have you watched Luther? Yes. Oh, God. I haven't watched the newest season because I'm hoping for my wife to get caught up at some point. Um yeah i mean he was an asshole on the office but i still loved it i love so have you guys seen him when he was on the office when he played robert what's his name i love when he's doing the talking head interview and he's like i am aware of the effect i have on women (laughs) just kills me (laughs) um and he has a netflix show um something charlie it's it's a comedy and he's basically like a, a nanny for this family who's his friends, but he's also a DJ because he's a DJ in real life. Like he does a mm-hmm. lot of like DJing stuff. The show's really cute and his DJ skills are legit. So um if you anyway. get a chance, watch the Trevor Noah bit about why Idrisella can't play Bond. Oh, I bet that's hilarious. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, it's, it's God, please make him the next James Bond. Please, God, please, God. And can I be a Bond girl? I'll I'll lose a hundred pounds overnight if I can be his Bond girl. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so obsessed, stupid, cheesy. Like I said, lifetime quality movie. 
Beyonce, epically talented dancer and singer. Her acting skills are not good. But if you need something just like a cheesy thriller, you know, about some woman trying to steal another woman's man and you want to look at hot people, it's a good movie. Because Allie Larder is also very hot. She's dirty hot. So there you go. Yeah. You guys probably wouldn't like and it. It's I'm not still gonna not the worst it, but... album movie ever. What is? One that you haven't seen, and I know you haven't seen it because it's been brought up before. That would be The Dark Tower. Oh, okay. For I keep forgetting about that. Fans. Yeah, I'm not watching that. Yeah, I'm not even a Stephen King a lot fan, Stephen King and I didn't like that movie. <laughs> I love it yourself. Yeah, I was gonna, I think a lot of Stephen King fans would like to forget that movie. <laughs> All right, so... 87 minutes of my life, I will never get back again. (laughs) Right? All right, so let's move on to number three. Casey, what do you got? My number three, I'm going to preface with a... Coming up on an evening at the movies, we have an episode in our 80s Guilty Pleasures schedule. And, well, we have two movies on the schedule right now. And one of them is my number three choice... Howard the Duck. Yes. That is my number two choice. I knew we'd have that one in common. Uh, second worst Marvel movie ever made. 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> how, mm-hmm. how can you not love Howard the Duck? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yes, Especially I can't wait for us to talk about who's it. our age. Right, I grew up watching this movie. Like, I mean... I have a, a feeling this could be end up being one of these episodes that goes like the Karate Kid 2 episode did. Right. Where if we don't do this on a Friday night, we're probably going to, it's probably going to be a two day recording session. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, we've, we've already so planned on doing this on his show. <laughs> Outstanding. The crazy thing is Howard actually had a good cast. Yeah. Tim Robbins, Jeffrey Jones. What's her name? Leah Thompson. Chips the, the end is the voice of Howard. Yeah. No, Howard the Duck was great, but so, yeah, one, it is the second I'm actually worst curious now. Marvel movie. Yeah. This, huh? this is where we're, I'm going with this question. What the hell is the number one worst Marvel movie of all time? Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Oh. oh. I haven't seen it. I've Don't. totally forgotten about that movie. Don't. If they had just called no, it Angry no. Guy with Guns, <laughs> I would have liked it more because it wasn't the Punisher. They used some of the names. Uh, but it wasn't the Punisher. Yeah, get, run, <laughs> run far, run fast. Don't look back over your shoulder because it will stab you in the forehead. <laughs> my my ex wife gave me that movie uh, one yeah, year for yeah. Christmas, uh, and I tried to give it back to her when we split the collection <laughs> when she left. And she uh, did you divorce <laughs> her at that point? Uh, we were already in the midst of it, but I wanted to divorce her more at that point. I would hope so. Shit, <laughs> uh, for making me keep that movie. So I love in Howard the Duck how um, Beverly's like in this, you know, kick-ass like punk rock band. Like these girls are so cool. And then at the end, he's Howard's like her manager. (laughs) And how amazing is Jeffrey Jones? So he's in another Guilty Pleasure movie that was on my long list, but I didn't put in my top five, but it's an honorable mention. So we'll get to it. But he is just like... He is the best bad guy or best like smarmy, just like you do. He's such a a chameleon. He really is. 
uh, he's in the mold of well, uh, I mean Jeffrey Rush and yeah. Uh oh, God, what's his name that played Gordon well, in the Dark Knight movies? Oh, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, who who Gary never Oldman. plays the same role twice. You know, right. I don't think Gary Oldman knows what Gary Oldman's actual yeah. voice sounds like. <laughs> well, and like the whole point with Jeffrey Jones being a comedian. I mean, my evolution with Jeffrey Jones goes from like Ed Rooney and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right, mm-hmm. to you know Howard the Duck to. Um, De- devil's advocate he's amazing in that movie and yeah he's so adorable in Beetlejuice. Freaking... okay don't say the movie do I though i really want to step on your toes and say the no. name of the movie that please I... okay fine just say it, it, it don't know i i'll i won't steal your thunder what's well, my honorable mention this so we'll one get almost to it. made my top five okay Sorry, Chris, well, Casey, my, Casey and I have had too, these discussions so. before, so he kind of knows. And I ah, okay. I even messaged him when I watched this movie recently, well, so he knows. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep, uh, it's the one that I was going to bring up. Yep. Okay, so yeah, Howard the Duck. Love it, love it, love it. And so I want to send this to um, Max from Buzz in the Tower because he loves Howard the Duck as well and um, is kind of like posting about it or talks about it on their show. Um Buzz in the Tower, amazing 80s movie podcast. Check it out. Those guys are hilarious. Um, but Max, you're not the I only love lover of Howard the Duck. I don't know why I'm giving them free publicity, except that they're cool. So there you go. Buzz in the Tower. Check them out. Um, all right. Yes. Howard the Duck. Awesome. Well, that was my number two. So yeah. All right. It's my turn, right? No. It- or it's your turn. Chris, my I'm turn. sorry. Number three. Sorry, Chris. Number so we three. We do have two correct then. Yes, and I'm actually I'm I'm wondering if you're gonna have my number three on your list. So maybe we'll have three, but I don't know. We're gonna see. I don't even after number three, I'm done. <laughs> I can, after uh, this next one, I'm done because my number one was Chris's number four. Oh yeah. See, there you go. Boom, boom. All right. So my All number right. three, uh my only movie from the nineties. Right? It might as well be the Chris show here rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, third is uh, from 1999, The 13th Warrior. Mm. Okay. Um, this movie, it's funny. If you try to figure out how much this movie lost, uh, there are there are estimates anywhere from 15 million to pick a number. Oh my uh, God. Because Disney will not admit how much money they spent on this movie. And when they went to do reshoots, the director and Michael Crichton weren't really talking to each other, so they demanded to do, the, do their own reshoots. And so they had to use two sound stages and two crews, and then the actors were just bouncing back and forth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not going to help your budget. And the editor ended up using all the Crichton scenes uh, instead of the directors. Um, and, and I just, I, I love this movie. And the cinematography of this movie is, is beautiful. Uh, and, and do either of you know the background of how the, the book Eaters of the Dead came about? No. Okay, so uh-uh. Crichton uh, was, of course, a genius. He was a medical doctor, writer, right. uh, all, all these other things. And he had a good friend who was a uh, English lit professor at some college uh, on the East Coast. And this guy says to Crichton, I can't deal with these students anymore. I need someone to figure out a way to make Beowulf interesting. <laughs> How could you possibly do that? Beowulf uh, is the fucking worst. Shut your mouth, woman. 
Um, Seriously. I, I, I go back and reread it every two years. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was in guy. honors English classes all through high school, and Beowulf put me to sleep. But I okay. also loved Ivanhoe, so take some of that. Ivanhoe um, was better than Beowulf. Here. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, uh, so he takes Beowulf, and, and then he starts doing some research, and the, the Persian gentleman, the great Spanish actor uh, Antonio Banderas plays, was a real guy. Uh, and so he, he takes his <laughs> travels and, and fits it into the plot of Beowulf to create a narrator of sorts. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, it's, just a, it's a great movie. There, there's so many moments of pragmatic humor, which always cracks me up. Right. Um, but it's got a 33% tomato meter score. Okay. Uh, it lost at least $15 million. Um, at least $15 million. Um, and I don't think Disney will ever admit that they own this movie or paid for it. <laughs> That's crazy. I've seen it once, but it's been so long, I can't really remember. Um, well, now you're not going to watch it again now that you know it's Beowulf. <laughs> Um, every time I hear Antonio Banderas now, though, all I think of is I am puss in boots. <laughs> I, I think of the, the horrible, horrible, I wanted to slap a guy writing for Newsweek Review that they wrote for Evita, uh, where they talk about that his accent just doesn't sound believable. Oh, interesting. Okay. No, it's not very Argentinian, but I can assure you it's a legit Spanish accent. It, well, we think he's faking his accent now. Is, is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not like anybody else in the movie. Try, like uh, Jonathan Price didn't have an accent in that movie. Madonna didn't have an accent in that movie. So the one guy who has an accent that's even kind of close, give him some fucking credit. <laughs> right. And again, uh, I love that movie. I, I love the play. Um, but yeah, every time I think of Antonio Banderas, I, I completely flash back to that, that Newsweek article. Okay. Well, I might go watch it again. I, I love him, but yeah, anytime I think of him now, it's Shrek, especially when I think of Shrek forever after when he's all fat, he's, he's like, puss, what happened to you? You've gotten so fat and see <laughs> what happened to your wee little boots. Okay. Sorry. All right. I'll check <laughs> that out again. Casey, have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I need I'm to go a- see it though. I'll check it out again. All right, so my number three, Casey, I think we might have this in common. And actually, Chris, I thought we might, but this is the one I thought we might have in common only because you mentioned it the other day. And so you clearly know the movie. Um, It is the 1986 horrible, 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 horrible Stephen King adaptation, Maximum Overdrive. Yes, it's it's not on my list. It's not on my list. Uh, but uh, when I, I said heavy ACDC choice. soundtrack, that was <laughs> you were correct. Yeah, uh, who made who is a is a classic. Yes. Oh, should it be who made whom? Yes. Don't even get me started. Goddamn Aussies. <sighs> I mean, who made who actually scares me because of this movie. Like the song itself. Well, not now, but it used to. Um. This is one of those movies that always it has a soft spot in my heart because it, it makes me think of me and my brother growing up, like watching certain movies over and over and over. And this is one of them. Maximum Overdrive is so awful. Oh, my God, it's awful. Uh, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but it's still it's but one it's, of those. It's you still can't those not watch it. A kid, though, that you love. And it's one of those movies that you watch over and over and over and over again. 
no matter how many times your parents are, oh my God, do we have to freaking watch it again? Yes, it's on. We're watching it, it again. To yeah. this day, if I see a black semi truck with a big laughing mm-hmm. green face on the front, I'm running it off the fucking road. Between maximum overdrive and joyride, I stay away from semis as much as I possibly can. <laughs> um, like, I can see that. Yeah. Add Final Destination 2 into that for me. Oh, yeah. I, I think my wife was laughing at the whole maximum overdrive thing. Because <laughs> she didn't hear anybody say maximum overdrive, but she heard truck and green face and she started giggling. <laughs> Where else yes. are you going to see a big truck and a that's freaking the only, green face at? That's the only time. I mean, so I had a huge crush on Emilio Estevez. So obviously he was the only big draw to that movie. Like More than Andrew McCarthy? No, absolutely not. But he was still cute. Okay. But yeah, I just loved this movie so much as a kid. And even now it's still so cheesy, but if it's on, I will watch it. And again, yeah, as a kid, you're like this whole idea of, it's like a funny almost version of the Terminator where the machines are coming to life and coming to get you. That part with the soda cans at the baseball game, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, but still like I watch it now and I can't help but freaking not fall off the freaking chair freaking laughing oh yeah. but when it hits the coach right in his head like you don't like that well he's been canned <laughs> i'll let chris have that pun and then we can erase the freaking sonics comment but, from earlier. but yeah it definitely scared me the fact that you know it, these electrical objects you know could just like your lawnmower and like your you know your your electric knife and just like these things could come to life and kill you not to mention the trucks which are all just crazy so yeah how do you get run over by your own lawnmower like how do you know it's not coming (laughs) i mean i don't know like a horror movie where where, where the 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 big breasted blonde chick after she gets jessica's boyfriend is running down the hallway and the guy is walking and catches her yeah that's a that's 80s horror for you it is based every halloween and friday the 13th movie exactly but not three no exactly because three is no michael myers exactly so yeah i have been paying a little attention but it is based on the short story trucks by stephen king so did he direct it too he he did did. direct it the only one he has directed yeah maximum overdrive can't get enough of it all right well my list is done so uh casey what's your number two I'm going to preface the announcement of my number two with an unannounced musical interlude that oh. I can almost guarantee you will give it away for Hugh. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. I turned it off. Get I won't out go all the way of in my room. dreams. Oh, you can't see me, but I'm dancing. Get into my car. License to drive, baby. So, rest it. in peace, Corey Hayden. Yes. Um, but yeah, license to drive. I don't even remember what year it came out, but it doesn't matter because license to drive is freaking hilarious. Yes. That's but, another movie yeah, my brother I mean, and I watched all the time together. So I have I have fond memories of childhood of re-watching movies. Like that's one of them, same with Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, well, I just looked it up too. And it's, I think, the fourth lowest rated 
on Rotten Tomatoes that I have on my 25 item long list. What's the percentage? It had a 24%. Okay. 24. All right. I mean, come on. It's not that freaking bad. I mean. People are stupid. Chris, you've seen License to Drive? Yes? I have not. (gasps) I just clutched my pearls. All right. Second homework assignment, License to Drive. I'm surprised you haven't seen this because I feel like this is a movie you would like. Yeah, uh, and I'm not. I'm, well, I'm not sure why I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm looking at it on IMDb, uh, which is one of the greatest websites ever. Yes, uh, if, I, if I may say this, uh, it, a the, the cast looks amazing. Uh, Carol Kane, I'll, I'd watch her. Uh, God, I love her. Uh, the first time I got to see Wicked on stage, uh, <gasps> she played the schoolmistress. I'm so jealous. Um, Carol Kane oh, is dear. an enigma. I love her. Wait, you have not seen Wicked? We had this discussion during The Princess Bride. I have seen Wicked. Or I okay. haven't seen it on stage. Oh, you, you must. I've yes. seen it three times, and it was amazing all three times. And I read the book. Uh, yeah. the, the book was really good, too. Yeah. What's the most amazing thing about any cast member from License to Drive is Heather Graham, because she looks almost exactly the same like 30 years later. Well, that I mean, enough money, you can make that happen. That woman well, does not age. Well, and all these years later, I lit- when I bought my special collector's edition DVD and put it in and watched it, I'm like, oh my freaking God, that's freaking teenage Heather freaking Graham. Yeah. I don't know that she she's had that much work done, Chris. Right? She should be just, she could be one of those just naturals who just ages beautifully. I mean, uh, you think about The Hangover, which came out in what, like early early to mid 2000s right so that's probably close to 20 years between license to drive and hangover and to me she doesn't look like she's had work done but obviously you can tell she's older but she still looks so freaking just like young and fresh and like i I don't know i just she is uh yeah she's amazing i i want to know who her skin person is (laughs) probably the same as jennifer connelly right or Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I, I literally cannot watch yeah. the movie Labyrinth because I feel like a dirty old man. <laughs> Labyrinth is amazing, though. Oh, it's it's horrible. No. Yes. I just say doing my research and putting my twenty-five item list together. Labyrinth was actually considered by some to be a guilty pleasures movie. I yeah. saw that and I said no. Because <laughs> it's not good. You, you had two movies come out almost back to back, right? You had you had Labyrinth, and like I said, I can't watch that movie because I feel like a pervert because Jennifer Connelly. Um, and then you had Legend with Tom Cruise. Legend's a better movie. Fuck Tom Cruise. And you had Clash of the Titans around the same time, which was different but still kind of similar. Oh God, how was that not on my list? Fuck. Right. Um, I love Clash of the Titans. <laughs> oh god so so horrible and the ray harry how's it affects oh they're oh god i love that man but oh man uh didn't age well all right well r.i.p david bowie labyrinth is amazing anyway uh license to drive awesome movie so uh well and to me i remember it as being because i think when i first saw it i was probably 11 12 years old ish and I remember because I was getting to be in that mindset where 
I can't wait to get, you know, a couple more years and I can get my driver's license, you know, all this freedom and blah, blah, blah. And that's mm-hmm. literally the entire essence of this movie. Yeah. Is Corey Haim needing his driver's license so he can have his freedom to ask out this really, really hot chick who won't ever date, go out with him because he doesn't have a car. And well, because she doesn't know he yeah, exists, she uses like, him to get back at her ex. Well, yeah, that too. But just man. I mean, <laughs> she gets and drunk and passes everything out. that ensues. Yeah, literally. They go, they end up going to a nightclub and goes to show you how much people cared back in the 80s. Ooh, let's give this teenage girl a bottle of freaking champagne and let her just walk out the freaking door and go home with it. Well, she stole it. She just grabbed it off somebody's table and ran out the door. Like, but honestly, in that movie, Heather Graham looked 21 to me. She did not look like a high schooler. But I feel like that's how all the 80s movies, right? That's how all these 80s movies were. So for people who don't know, License to Drive is about this kid who is, yeah, dying to get his license. He goes to take his driver's test. He fails, but he's got a date with the hottest girl in school. So he, yeah, so he steals, uh, he sneaks out with his grandpa's giant Cadillac and goes and gets his friends and goes and gets this girl. And basically it's a whole night of one disaster after another. And yeah, it's just, it's the epic to the point where the adventure movie. Cadillac is, yeah. And by the end of the movie, the Cadillac is literally freaking totaled. Yeah. Unsalvageable. Well, I mean, technically they, the, that crane did drop an I-beam right on the freaking roof. And that's why it's. And that's the one flaw in the story unusual. to me. Yeah. Because, okay, he's, he's beat the car to shit. But then that crane comes down and crushes it. Okay, Grandpa, here you go. This hospital killed your car. Sue them. Like, that would have been my stance on it. <laughs> you, you can't do that yeah. with a car stolen. Well, it's not stolen. Well, it wasn't necessarily. It's, it's, it's borrowed. Corey Haim. It's Corey Haim's grandpa's car. So, I mean. The grandpa I mean, takes their car because he has some... to go on a trip and leaves his caddy with them. And yeah. His caddy is his baby. Anyway. He probably a... rubs it with a freaking diaper. Probably. Like Ferris Bueller or Cameron Fry's dad style. So yeah. All right. Good choice. The Porsche, yeah. Or the Ferrari. Yeah. I love that movie. God re- and rest in peace, Corey Haim. Yes. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. All right. God so never forgotten. Chris, what's your number the rest two? Of the show is all Chris now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh yeah, it's the Chris Guilty Pleasures uh Woo-hoo! top two now. Uh so number two from nineteen eighty. Um Flash Gordon. Uh, the movie barely broke even. Uh, it, it does have a huge cult following, but the acting is bad. The sets are bad. The plot is bad. <laughs> uh, probably the first movie the I can think bad. of where the soundtrack is way better uh, than the movie. They tried to copy the 1930s movie serial format and, and look the 1930s uh, movie serial uh, Flash Gordon into the 80s and make it modern and shiny and it looks like public like television uh yeah actually yeah casey i think that's a better description um quite the heaping pile of, of fecal matter uh the, the queen <laughs> score is by far the best part of the movie uh brian may salvages many scenes by himself uh timothy dalton I would say he looks 12 because he already has the fucking mustache in that movie. <laughs> um, 
Max von Sydow, I, I think, got most of the money for the cast because everybody else is who? Um, but the movie's cheesy as hell. But I love it. I have seen that movie so many times that I can quote most of it. Uh, and and I have an autographed uh, by Sam J. Jones, the the actor who played Flash. I have an autographed uh, lunchbox with an action figure. Oh, that's uh, so cool! Yeah, I got to meet him uh, about a month ago. Great dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll have to check that out then. Uh, uh, I, I bought a new copy of this on DVD just because it was called the Savior of the Universe edition. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's part of the music lines. It, yeah, never mind, it doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I have seen this movie so many times, and it's so horrible. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Casey, you're right there. Number one. Are you choking on your water? <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your number one? At number one, this wouldn't this would only count because it hasn't aged well. It, it actually was nominated for an Oscar for cinematography. Mm. It posted a, a modest $24 million profit in 1981, so not bad. It, it won some uh, screen, either screen actors actor guild, guild or, or BAFTA. It was either Screen Actors Guild or BAFTA Awards for Best Costume. It's got great scores on, on Rotten Tomatoes, 80 and 80. It just hasn't aged well. Huh. Um, uh, this is the, the great movie Excalibur from uh, 1981. Oh, Okay. Okay. Uh, this movie is so old that Liam Neeson lives. <laughs> uh, does he have a special set of skills? Uh, no, no. Not yet? Um, Not yet? Okay. No, but he does have a luxurious, uh, looks like it's somebody else's glued on beard. Um, <laughs> I, I, I must say that this is the best uh, King Arthur movie, in, in my opinion. Um, really? Is, yeah. it be- is it better than... The one with Richard Gere and Sean Connery? What's that one called? Um, you know I could talking. watch an First elementary night. school production of Sword in the Stone that would be better than First Night. I liked First Night. Screw you. First Night was utter hot butter shit. So is your face. How in Absolutely. The hell, however. How, how in the hell can Richard Gere play a British character? Same way Costner did? He's not that good. Hey, Costner wasn't as bad as Richard Gere, and I'm not talking about his British accent. I'm just saying the movie was good, I thought. But, okay, okay sorry. No, but but if, if First Night had, had used any other characters for the names, yeah. I might have hated it less. I'm just I'm just a huge lover of Arthurian legend. Like, right. I have read Le Mort d'Arthur. I, I have read Idols of the King. I read a 600-page book on, uh, it, was, it was a linguist who was trying to find the uh, origin of the Arthur legend. Was he a cunning and linguist? Quite, quite she was. Um, <laughs> and I, I didn't like the Clive Owen King Arthur movie simply because I'm not a fan of that theory. Okay. This one uh, plays really close to the the updated Christianized version of, of Idols of the King and, and Le Mort d'Arthur. And I didn't realize until today when I was looking at IMDb, but a young Helen Mirren plays Morgana. Ooh. I love her. She's so fucking classy. I have seen this movie so many times. Young and Helen Mirren do not go well in the same sentence. And yet, and it, well, I mean, she was like 30. Um, but I, Okay, I'm going to go watch it again, because I've seen it, but it's been a really long time. But I have seen this movie so many times, yeah. I have worn out a VHS copy and nice. a DVD. You've inspired me. I'm going to go watch it again. 
And now I kind of want to watch First Night again. You have fun with that. Yeah. Sword in the Stone by Disney (laughs) is a better King Arthur movie. I like Sword in the Stone. Absolutely. I love it. Richard Gere sucks in First Night, but I think that Sean Connery and what's her name from uh, Legends of the Fall that plays Guinevere. I think Sean Connery makes King Arthur so vulnerable. I think that's why I like it is that you see this like softer side of him and how, how much he cares about her. Like he's still this powerful King that's going to do all these things, but you also get this, like you get like this heartache from him. That's really, I don't know. I'm a romantic. Okay. It's touching to me. Oh, it touches me. All I right. Never In the gag reflex. John Connery. He made King Arthur a regular man. Not it, it was the man behind the crown, in my opinion. Like the, you know, it just it broke my heart. Anyway, well, but he yes. even stole the end of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, when he showed up at the wedding. Yeah, he fucking did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, although I, I think I uh, Patrick Stewart played a better Sean Connery than Patrick than uh, Sean Connery did. What? At the end of Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh. <laughs> I, I love Sean Connery, uh, yeah. but my mother was a Bond fanatic, uh, so I have seen uh, Sean Connery in, in every Bond movie conceivable more times than what should be legal. Uh, hey, that's okay. Uh, but the man had some... All right, well, you know what? We all love what we love for different reasons. Love gives you labia, and that makes you crazy, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to suffer these fuckers. Do I have not got the luxury of fuckers? <laughs> well, and let's be honest: if we're going to allow Amanda to like and have our episode contaminated with the Twilight, then yeah. you know, to each their own. Hey, it could have been worse. I could have gone with Fifty Shades of Grey, which is movies. just Twilight fan porn. Yeah. The so I will say okay. The books are good. There's some parts that are cringeworthy, but don't ever shame a woman for reading those because my husband has gotten laid so many times after me just sitting down and reading a few chapters. So don't knock it. But, the yeah, but as the meme shit. goes, if that was a, a, a poor guy at a trailer park, it'd be an episode of Criminal Minds. Exactly. True story. I mean, I'm with you. I don't disagree, that, but it doesn't make it less hot. So, hey, you know, whatever baby wants. Um, exactly. Whatever gets mama in the mood is, is all that needs to be. Yeah. I, I guarantee you my husband is not complaining about Fifty Shades of Grey. So. Uh, luckily for me, I have the voice at Magic Fingers. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> uh, sometimes just random stuff gets you in the mood and women are a little more complicated than men in that area, which I'm jealous of. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm super impressed. Those were good lists. And um, so I have a couple of honorable mentions. Honorable mention that you already know about. Stay tuned. I love That's- that movie. I so, love it. Chris, have you seen Stay Tuned? Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. I so, remember it coming out, but I don't think I've seen it. So it's John Ritter. And uh, I can't remember exactly how it happens, but somehow him and his wife get sucked into this alternate universe through their uh, satellite dish and they're stuck in the tv channels and jeffrey jones is like the evil leader he's like basically the devil and so they can basically they can click themselves through the channels and change what's happening but no matter where they end up it 
it's always going to like end in their demise. So no matter what channel they land on, they're going to supposedly die. So they have to change the channel before they die. It sounds absurd and it is, but it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, there's like a channel where they're in like a a professional wrestling ass whipping where they're getting their asses whipped. Like a cheesy, generic offshoot of Tom and Jerry cartoon. That one's cute. A Western where she's all tied up to the freaking train tracks and he's got to save her yeah it, and basically they have to they have to survive love it, love it. for like i don't know is it 12 hours 24 hours i can't remember 20, and then and then I they can get out hours but yeah it's basically I, I don't know it's really stupid but it's such a good movie and again jeffrey jones fucking genius in it so casey honorable mentions okay i'm gonna run through this really quick but yeah i had mannequin 21 percent rotten tomatoes cocktail Mm-hmm. My lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes, seven percent. Are you serious? Uh, Cocktail is yeah, better than 7%. that. Wow. This one freaking baffled me. Forty-six percent on Rotten Tomato. Fear. Oh yes, that was on my long list too. I just remembered what the other movie was we talked about. Oh. At forty-five percent on Rotten Tomato, the Three Amigos. Oh yes. See, I can't throw Three Amigos on this list because that movie is too good to me. Like, again, which I completely understand the criteria, but I put it in the same class as Clue that that movie is so fucking good. I don't care what you think. I'm not putting it on a bad list. (laughs) The one that is going to make you cry, Can't Buy Me Love, Uh, 50%. Classic, classic. You can can for sure rent it. (laughs) That you can. By the hour, apparently. Uh, that's all I've heard. Yeah. Uh, um. What about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Roadhouse? <laughs> There's so whoa, many. Whoa, 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 whoa! Roadhouse was. How, how are we putting the original TMNT on that list? I mean, I, the second one, sure. The third one needed to be left. Actually, the third one was an apology for the second one. But how, how are we gonna? I mean, Corey Haim voiced one of the turtles. No, I agree. Like, I wouldn't put it on that list, but it, you know, yeah. There was actually a list I saw that actually had Home Alone listed as a Guilty Pleasures movie. I saw that too. Because I did the same thing you did with the Google searches. And I was like, eh, Home Alone is a classic. It's Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure if it aged well. Because it, it's slapstick, yeah. which doesn't always age well. And some yeah. of the action sequences are, are badly done live action Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner things. Yeah, I guess. Which, if you're going to watch live action Roadrunner Coyote, watch the movie The Villain with Kirk Douglas and Arnold Schwarzenegger. The problem is now people are too spoiled to CGI and computers and whatever. Like, I just, I don't know. No, but they're not even good practical effects. I know. I think they were. I mean, I don't know. I, I think we're getting older and so we sound like our parents probably did, but I appreciate I appreciate the older movies where they had to do a lot more work to make something look easy versus now it's like, oh, I can do this on a computer and nobody had to do anything except stand in front of a green screen. Like, I don't know. Which is why I will once and for all and always and forever tip my hat to Wes Craven. Well, Wes Craven, obviously Wes Craven. Wes Craven is a fucking genius the way he orchestrated Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Mm-hmm. Amazing movie. But Which, even, happy heavenly like, birthday to him a couple of days ago. That, yes. 
I was going to have that as part of our next episode of an evening at the movies. Thank you very much. Well, we still can. Okay. But no, oh, we will. But no, the other thing I was going to say though is like people don't stop and realize exactly what special effects were until, and people are going to freaking, this is a very polarizing statement, but special effects were cheesy AF until Star Wars New Hope came out and Lucas started doing some of the things that he was doing with special effects and what was at the time groundbreaking, you know, work in the special effects field. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I, but, I completely agree. I mean, to go from, what, 1960, whatever, Star Trek special effects to 77, well, obviously before 77, because... It probably took a year or two to film the movie before it came out, but you know, just what six or seven years later to have the things that they did in episode four. Yeah, but they're, but they're on into special effects pre Star Wars that still hold up decently. Oh yeah, I'm not saying still. That George Lucas is the end all be all, but he had a huge role in it though. Oh, for sure. Too. No, he he modernized it and and took it to a new extreme and, and set a bar to where uh, the audience expected more out of every movie. Uh, and, and ILM continued to deliver. And then you have places like uh, WIDA out of New Zealand who, who have taken out a whole new door. And, and some of the companies that have been started by people who left Lucasfilm on, on good terms. Oh. Mm-hmm. The effects coming to the Independence Day was started by a guy who left uh, Lucasfilm on good terms. Or, or ILM, pardon me, on, on good terms. And he was figuring out what he needed equipment-wise for Independence Day and called George and said, hey, can I rent some of this hardware from you? And George is like, no, but I'll send it. Aww. Um, So n- not only has ILM and, and Skywalker Sound and everything done all this great things for movies, but he's kind of been the godfather for it too. Chris, what were your other few on your list? Uh, so I only have three. I, I feel like a complete slacker. I tried to keep it short. Um, so uh, the first one actually did amazingly well at the box office, but it's it's of the chuck the remote when you get there variety, and that's the movie Airplane. Um, so many great quotable yes. jokes from that movie. So uh, many great oh quotes God, from yes. that movie. So so many so many great moments. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Leslie Nielsen um, kind of reinvented himself with those movies, and then Police Squad followed by. Uh, naked gun and then everything yeah. else he did uh, the man started out as a dramatic actor if you can find the movie forbidden planet which is the tempest by shakespeare done in science fiction with special effects done by the disney company uh, it's a great movie and, and leslie nielsen plays the dramatic lead the, the romantic lead in that movie and nails it so leslie nielsen completely reinvented himself with those movies and the man was the king of deadpan yes Yes, absolutely. Uh, next one, uh, the, the great Chevy Chase Dan Aykroyd vehicle, Spies Like Us. Yes, yes. Uh, which has oh, other amazing uh, quotable moments like, it's a dick for, what's a dick for to be with? <laughs> um, doctor, 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 doctor. Which I, I have used at work before. Um, nice. Yeah, I know. There, there, there's so many great, great quotable moments in this movie. I must like you because I don't like guns and I really don't like horses. And then the last one, uh, a movie that I have seen easily, easily into the triple digits, 
featuring Barry Bostwick in spandex, uh, hmm. the mega flop, Mega Force. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, it's it's eighties cheese in all of its glory. Uh, Mattel helped finance the movie so they could make toys. Um, it's like what would happen well, if GI Joe was in spandex? Oh, oh lord. Yeah. Um, it's it's not good. Uh, it's as cheesy as I'll get out. Uh, it makes fun of the eighties during the eighties. Nice. Um, and it's just so horribly over the top. Like the Chuck Norris uh, Delta Force movies mm. are are more realistic than Mega Force. Oh, speaking of that, uh, Steven Seagal's Hard to Kill is on my long list. Oh yes, yes. Such a good fucking movie, but it's so oh, terrible, but it's so, so good. It's so bad. Well, yay, guys. Those were awesome lists. I'm so excited. <laughs> and now we all have a little bit of homework to do. Um, I've got to go watch Excalibur. And what was the other one, Chris, that I have to go watch? Uh, all of them? Hold on. The, uh, Battle the Beyond Be- the Stars. Thank you. No, is that the Beowulf one? Uh, no, that would be 13th Warrior. We haven't seen okay. Battle Beyond the Stars either, right? Oh, that's true. Okay, so I have three movies to watch. Okay, good. Good deal. Hopefully I can find... Oh, yeah. Okay, I have to watch all of Chris's movies except Clue. There you go. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Sorry. Let's be honest. You'll probably take a break in the middle and watch Clue, so you may as well plan on watching Chris's entire list. I uh, watched Clue the other night in my uh, new movie theater room, so it was I know I have video clips on my Facebook Messenger from it. (laughs) If I ever have a singing telegram come to my house i'm gonna resist the urge to shoot her because of that movie <laughs> i am your singing telegram man so sad <laughs> that guy better get out of here he's gonna get killed <laughs> if i was him i'd be suspicious already okay i have to stop clue is the best oh my god it's the best does the fbi go around cleaning up people's messes of course why do you think it's run by a man called hoover <laughs> All right, Casey, so what's coming up on... Well, I was just going to say, too, and not going to lie, my better half also has a autographed Tim Curry Pennywise picture in her bedroom. Nice. I love that. Although I have enough nightmares already, so Tim Curry's Pennywise chills me to, like, the deepest bones in my body. Like, I can't. I can't. Because... To me, he's the scariest because he looks like a clown that you should like. Whereas Skarsgård's clown is like, okay, you clearly want to steer clear of that fucking guy. He looks terrifying. But Tim Curry's Pennywise is like, oh, he's a regular clown. (laughs) And then he's like, psych, I'm going to kill you and eat your face off. No, thank you. Exactly. What's coming up on an evening at the movies? Okay, so long story short, Excuse me. Long story short. Too too late. late. (laughs) Sorry. I do not know how I just missed that. I am ashamed of myself. Wow. I had to beat that out of my vocabulary so I get fired. Finish recording. Okay. Do it again. Okay. So long story short. Too late. Too late. Okay. So um 
This month on an evening at the movies is 80s Guilty Pleasure Movies. So we are going to be doing lots of various Guilty Pleasure Movies from the 80s. Um, Howard the Duck. Um, you and I had discussed Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at one point we'd even thrown out the idea of License to Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, after we get through August, we've got Stephen King Birthday Bonanza Month, Woo! which obviously Stephen King all month long, starting with The Green Mile, and then the big one in October, Halloween Horror Fest. Yes. That month is all dedicated to, to me. Just book, book me for the whole month. But wait, well, are, are yeah, you doing Monster Squad, though? No. Although it's Monster Squad movie. is good. And Wolfman has nerds. <laughs> yes, he does. And I was trying to figure out where to fit it into. I mean, I thought it was going to fall into guilty pleasures, but it meets none of the freaking criteria because it actually made profit at the box office. It has like an 86% Rotten Tomato, but it's still being one of the worst of all time. And it's like, I love that movie. But yeah, there's always stuff in the works. And if you want to keep updated, find us on Facebook at uh, An Evening at the Movies and various other social media platforms. But I don't have all that information in front of me. So yeah, that's cool. An Evening at the Movies, you can find it. Nah. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what I have coming up. So um, I'm I'm still flying by the <clears> seat <throat> of my pants. Uh, oh, I yeah, I have your husband at home so we can record freaking Big yes, Brother. That's that is correct. If George ever stops working, you guys, my poor husband, who is in the business of um, technology and his company is helping people who have been hit by ransomware. Needless to say, never fucking stops working because ransomware is running rampant and fuck all you guys that don't have anything better to do. Anyway, in the next week or two, Casey, George, and I will be doing our top five favorite Big Brother players. So stay tuned for that. And what I actually thought you were humming about was my ode to Casey, which is also still... Humming that too. I just haven't gotten the second hum out yet. Yeah, well, do you, do you got like a hairball or can you be quiet? Um, I do still owe my ode Sorry. to Casey and I apologize because he was way more forthcoming with mine than I have been with his. It's just been a crazy time. So that is also coming up. Um, you guys, thanks so much. Yes. This was a lot of fun. Chris, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate lots, it. Lots of fun. And I'm sure the three of us or combinations thereof will do this again soon because it was a lot of fun. And Casey, also thank you for being here again. And instead of instead of my usual outro song, I am going to leave us with something different. So, good night, everybody, and remember, when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye.